0: The fantasy football season has come to an end, but this is the perfect time to take your sports viewing experience to the next level. Epson, just hook your boy up with this new Epic Vision Ultra LS800 laser projector, including their optional 120 inch silver flex screen. And I'm telling you right now, this is an absolute game changer with an Epic 120 inch picture. It's twice the size of an 85 inch TV. I should know I I had one of those in my old setup, and y'all know I love scouting prospects for the NFL draft. And with that 4K Pro UHD picture this big, it can take the way that I evaluate prospect game film to a level never seen before. To learn more, visit Epson.com forward slash wake up. Again, that's epson.com forward slash wake up. And like Epson says, bring the sportsbook experience home.
1: hey everybody welcome back to America's game episode number 34. I am your host Eric Vanek and you can find me on Twitter at Eric Vanek NFL and once again I am joined by my co-host Scott Connor Scott what's going on man Wait there's no Scott what are you talking about there's no Scott how do we have no Scott on this show? Well, unfortunately, folks, Scott Connor is holding out for a bigger contract, so he is on a holdout right now from Destination Devi. So, kind of sucks. But yeah, Scott Connor is holding out for more money, so he will not be on this show this week. Anyways, just kidding. Uh, Scott just. I uh, had some other things going on this week, so he couldn't join join me this week. No big deal. So I went ahead and planned out a nice little show for you guys this week. And what I went ahead and did was went through the Combine this week, and I watched all the coach interviews and all the GM interviews um, that we had this week uh, from the Combine. Some of them were a little harder to find. They weren't like readily available on the team's YouTube page. But I did end up finding uh, most of everything. There was a couple teams where they didn't speak at all, so it was hard to find any little info on them. But I've gotten pretty much info for all 32 teams here, and I'm just going to kind of go through all of them for you guys and break it down. You know, what can we take away from the fantasy lens uh, from some of these questions that were asked of them, some of their responses to these questions, and... Uh, it's pretty pretty interesting stuff I always like doing this stuff you if you listen to a lot of the um, teams end of season interviews with the GM and the coach like they'll do like a exit interview with the media the local media. Those are really interesting to watch. Um, the post draft one is another interesting one. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to get time to do a post draft one this year, um, but I will in my own time probably just go ahead and watch some of those as well, especially for ones that I'm really interested in. So that's always a cool thing to do. So if you ever want to do that and you're just bored, that's a really, really good thing to do. You get a lot of useful info out of these press conferences from these guys. So, you know, sometimes they're beating around the bush. It's not so great. Uh, But sometimes you can get a couple little nuggets here that'll help you uh, determining roster spots for yourself and stuff like that. So um, with that, I'm going to go ahead and jump into this. Now, a lot of these ones are just, you know, local people. There's Sometimes there's other people from other media outlets that are asking these guys questions. Like, there was... I, I kid you not, there was at least, I, I don't know which reporter it was or anything like that, but they asked the same question to, like, every single GM and coach. like And there was multiples of these questions of, like, what do you think of the uh, the Jalen Hurts um, being pushed in the back QB sneak? What do you think of NIL deals? Uh, there was one lady who was a Giants reporter going around and asking every single coach about Brian Dable, Um there's a couple other like oddball questions, but that these guys just kept getting asked and asked. And I'd heard the same question over and over and over, so it was really kind of annoying. It just took away some of the time for real questions from these guys, so that kind of sucked. But most of these guys gave up um, some information. So, what I'm gonna do here now, I'm gonna go through each division. Uh, starting here with the AFC. So I'm going to go through, I've got some notes on on all these ones um, and just kind of talk about it. Um, Sometimes it was just the GM who talked. Sometimes it was just the coach who talked. Uh, Sometimes it was both um, coach and GM. So I I took some notes on pretty much all of those and we're going to go through them here. And I'm going to kind of give you guys, you know, some really good actionable advice you can take from some of these. So let's go ahead and we're going to kick it off here with Buffalo here in the AFC East. So Brandon Bean was the first one I listened to and, um And one of the questions somebody asked was about James Cook, and he talked about how they gained more confidence in James Cook as the season went on, and he asked about um, his workload a little bit and whether he could handle a larger workload. And they said, uh, Brandon Bean said yes. He feels confident that if, you know, called upon, James Cook could handle a little bit bit of a bigger workload. So that was a little bit interesting for me to hear. Um, They also asked if they would add any running backs, and he said yes, definitely. As you'll see as we go on, this is a pretty much a theme for every single team when asked about the running back questions. It's yes, we're going to add people. Yes, we're going to add people. Yes, we're going to add people. It was pretty much universal across the board, and it's just the way the NFL is going now. You're going to get teams that are going to run two, three, sometimes four you know, man committees at the running back spot. It's just the way the NFL is. These days of a 400 carry, even 300 carries at this point, guy, just one guy holding the load just like that. It's just, it, it's far and gone now, unfortunately. But um, it helps us out a little bit in fantasy because then there's just multiple guys to get. So there's there's more of them. And especially with this year's running back rookie class, You've heard myself. You've heard Scott. You've heard Ray. You've heard um, everybody on this platform really talk about the running back class. And it is legit 15, 16 deep at running back this year of players that we all really, really like and know that they can contribute in the NFL. So you're going to hear that a lot throughout here. But back onto that. Um, they asked about Devin Singletary and whether they would bring him back. Um, and. The answer was they would like to have him back, um, but they will add at the position. So he said through the draft or through free agency, um, they will add somebody to Naeem Hines and James Cook. Those are the only two running backs currently on the roster. Um, So there is still a possibility of bringing Devin Singletary back and they just roll it back again. Or they're going to add somebody through the draft or free agency, but definitely expect Buffalo to You know, sign a running back here in free agency or draft one during the draft. Um, When asked about um, Gabe Davis, um, he talked a lot about how hard he trains and just a lot of work that he does put in behind the scenes. Um, He talked about the ankle injury he suffered in week two last year. It was a high ankle sprain and how it really affected him for about half of the season last year. Um, It didn't really you know Davis really didn't get back into it till later in the season, and he did he did struggle a little bit um, with that this year. And I think giving him like that full role on the outside was maybe just a little too much on his plates. I think he is still a really good receiver. I still really like him in this offense. He's probably just a best ball type wide receiver to be honest. So um, still like Gabe Davis. It was just a little bit interesting to note about the ankle injury, how it really affected him for most seasons. A lot of people thought he had a really disappointing season. Um, The hype on him was out of control almost um, during the preseason last year before drafts. Uh, So he's kind of grounded back down to earth a little bit. But I still like him, and I wouldn't be surprised if Buffalo brings in um, another receiver for competition there too. Now, if Sean McDermott talked, the coach for the Bills, uh, when asked about the receiver position and upgrading it this offseason, uh, coach talked about Khalil Shakir, and he liked the, what he saw from him this year. Um, he's expecting him to go another step here in year two. So Khalil Shakir could be another guy who gets a little bit more work there. Uh, for Buffalo, I would expect him to maybe overtake Isaiah McKenzie in the slot role there. That wouldn't shock me. So Khalil Shakir, that's a guy... If you're trying to get a throw-in piece and in some deals, and your opponent uh, that you're trading with has Khalil Shakir, I don't mind taking a shot at Khalil Shakir um, on a team or two. Um, he also talked about how more lately he is seeing players taking the year or the uh, leap in year three rather than year two. So we have seen that a little bit too. Like it does take maybe a year or two at some positions for these players to really hit. Um, you know, Gabe Davis kind of came on a little bit in his third year. Um, second year was pretty decent, too. There's there's some guys I, I don't really know. Um, one that jumps off the page off the top of my head. I know Devontae Adams was pretty decent in his rookie year. His year two was absolutely dreadful. And then year three, he really picked it back up again. So Devontae Adams is one that I always thought about. Um, but it is interesting. Like, you just can't... You know, unless they are just completely awful and cannot play if they just show a little bit of promise in years one and two, you know it's still worth holding on to these guys and they may take that big huge leap uh, year three leap so it's you know if you have a, a player on your team that's like that, maybe it's worth holding on to them and just kind of seeing how it rolls. Um, he also talked about Gabe Davis as well and how hard he works, um, and they expect him to continue to get better. So that's pretty much you know standard talk there for, for Buffalo. Uh, you know Gabe Davis is definitely going to get better here at some point. All right, so now on to Miami. So I didn't get too many takeaways here from Miami, but what I did get, uh, Coach Mike McDaniel, he just kind of was a – He was joking around, having a little fun with with the reporters a little bit. Uh, But he just didn't give away too much info. But what I did get, um, he said he was happy with what he saw from Skylar Thompson. And it sounds like he expects uh, Skylar to be the backup there. Um, But they will bring in competition. They will bring in somebody to be the third quarterback. So whether that's in the draft or free agency, expect Miami to add another quarterback to Skylar Thompson and Tua. Uh, GM Chris Greer, he said they were very open to having Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert come back this year. They currently have no running backs on the roster. Uh, So Ahmed's going to be gone. Gaskin's going to be gone. Mostert, Wilson, all those guys are going to be gone. So it'll be interesting to see... If they do bring back Jeff Wilson and Mostert, we will know about that prior to free agency. Most likely, you know there's a, there is a shot that these guys are not um, signed before free agency and before the draft. But yeah, keep Miami um, on the back burner there as a team that could completely change their their running back room, or they could just bring everybody back again. Uh, it could just be one of these guys. It could be both. So we'll see what Miami does at the running back position. Uh, Chris Greer also was asked about uh, Mike Gasecki And it, just from what I was listening to, it sounded like he won't be back with Miami at all. Um, said Coach McDaniel can also work with any type of tight end, which I find kind of bullshit because Gesecki was really just non-existent out there. Yes, he had a couple touchdowns this year, but he was not used the way he was supposed to be used. Um, He's more of like a slot receiver, but they were using the Trent Shurfields and the Cedric Wilsons over him. So I'm kind of... That's I've talked about it in the um, newsletter articles about tight ends. I'd like to buy this year, and Gasecki is one of those guys. I think if he gets the right role somewhere else this year, uh, he could be one of the big bounce back tight ends. But yeah, I just find it kind of found it BS that Mike uh, Coach Mc, Mike McDaniel can work with any type of tight end. I thought that was ludicrous because you had Mike Gasecki there and hardly used him. So we'll see how uh, we'll see what they do in the. Uh, the draft there they could you know this is a really deep tight end class so maybe they're going to go ahead and go grab you know a tight end that fits really what Mike McDaniel wants to do there for Miami Uh, Next up was New England, and honestly, nobody talked from New England. Belichick wasn't around or anything like that, so nobody talked from New England. This is one of the teams I don't have very much info on. Uh, But one of the beat reporters did report that New England's top trade options are going to be DeAndre Hopkins and Brandon Cooks this offseason. So Brandon Cooks could come back to the Patriots, um, or they could look into DeAndre Hopkins. So just from that, they're showing that, hey, we want to get Mac Jones some weapons here. Or whoever the quarterback's going to be, if it's Bailey Zappi, or if they trade Mac Jones, who knows what's going to happen there. But whatever it is, they want to get some weapons for whoever the quarterback is going to be. So look for the Patriots to be um, aggressive there and getting a wide receiver. It looks like in the trade market, and it wouldn't shock me if you know they took a wide receiver in the first round or second round, somebody they like. Uh, next up is the New York Jets so I have a lot of info here from the Jets GM uh, Joe Douglas gave up um, a lot of good info here so they did visit with Derek Carr uh, recently they also visited him at the Combine this week as well Um he says they went very well, left a strong impression with him, said they will be exploring every available quarterback this offseason as well, um, In every trade scenario, every free agent scenario, every draft pick scenario. Um, to me, it just sounds like Zach Wilson is kind of done as a starter there for right now. Um, definitely won't be the starter there this season. Um, he did go on and talked about Zach Wilson. He said he's Feels that Zach has a very high ceiling and confident that he will hit that ceiling, so he just kind of contradicts himself. Like they know Zach Wilson's bad. They're looking at every single quarterback, but yeah, he's still saying he has a high ceiling. I get he's got to say that. Like he's not going to come out and just say, "Hey, Zach Wilson's terrible." You know, he they're going to try and keep this kid's confidence up. But um, just all if you just look at the T Lees, basically, like they they're moving on from. Zach Wilson and this whole experiment, they got to find somebody else. Um, he also said Derek Carr, he expects to be um, very thorough with his decision-making and what team he wants to play for, and he just talked very highly of Derek Carr. So he expects Derek Carr to re- really weigh out his decisions. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, he meets with all these teams here at the Combine. I think he met with uh, Carolina and New Orleans as well um, at the Combine this week. Um, Derek Carr, you know, he might... You know, it might come Saturday or Sunday, hey, Derek Carr is signing here. So wouldn't be shocked if we see that this weekend, that Derek Carr does sign. But he is being very thorough in his decision and, and making the right call for him. Um, when asked about trading or uh, talking to Green Bay GM, uh, Brian Gunekist, um said he has talked to multiple GMs about discussions about trades. He wouldn't say specifically who or what, uh, but sounded like he's had talks about possibly trading for Aaron Rodgers already. Um, so that was a good note to pick up there. Uh, Brees Hall, the running back, he said he's doing great in his recovery right now, he feels good about his return, and the plan right now is he'll be ready for the start of the season. So, great news there on Brees Hall. I hadn't really heard too much about his, uh, recovery or anything like that, but that was good to hear that Brees Hall is looking good, he's training and all that, looking, uh, really good right now. Uh... He said the compensation will also be a big part in who they get in any trade. So to me, personally, that sounded like Derek Carr has the upper hand here. Just because they don't have to give up anything to give him. He's he's already a free agent. He's free to sign with any team he wants to that offers him a contract. So to me, I think the Jets don't want to give up all this draft capital just to get you know, a quarterback. So to me, it just sounded like, hey, Derek Carr is going to be our number one priority right now. Just because he's free, we don't have to trade a first and a third or whatever the price is going to be to land like an Aaron Rodgers type. So maybe look for the Jets to be the front runners there for Derek Carr if they're aggressive enough. Uh, Robert Sala in a interview with the local press there, just the one thing that uh, came out there that I heard was he said Mike White should be on the roster in 2023. So it sounds like they're still very interested in Mike White and bringing him back, at least as the backup. I would say if Mike White is there, he's definitely starting over Zach Wilson. So if they completely whiff on the quarterback market, they don't get Carr, they don't get Rodgers. Like, I think Mike White, you know, would be their starter this year over Zach Wilson. But it is interesting to think like, they want Carr, they want Rodgers, whoever they land, plus bring back Mike White and still have Zach Wilson on the roster. You know, me and Scott had talked about that, and Scott told me he doesn't think Mike White can be on this roster if you're going to have Zach Wilson still. But that sounds like Sal and them are still want Mike White on this team. And Zach Wilson would be the third quarterback if that were the case. I would assume that Carr or Rogers would be ahead of him, then Mike White would be the two. And Zach Wilson would be the inactive three. So we'll see how that plays out there. The Jets quarterback uh, room is going to be very interesting to keep an eye on this year. All right, now on to the Cleveland Browns. So GM Andrew Barry talked. Um, Alex Dunlap from Rosterwatch, shout out to him. Uh, I've heard him ask a few questions during the uh, these conferences, so that was good to hear from From uh, Alex, that's a pretty distinctive voice that you can pick up, but he asked um, Andrew Barry about Jerome Ford and what his contribution could be coming this season, and Andrew Barry talked about his return skills, how he really developed um, those this year, and one of the things they really liked about Jerome was his pass-catching ability, and they're expecting to be able to use Jerome in more of a pass-catching role this offseason and for the coming season. So if the Browns don't bring in another running back or two, um, I would expect Ford, you know, he's going to be the Kareem Hunt role. He's going to be the the compliment to Nick Chubb. And when they need a pass-catching running back on the field, it sounds like Andrew Barry has full confidence there in Jerome Ford. So wheels up there for Jerome Ford a little bit. Uh, They also talked about um, David Bell and his reliability, um, wants him to take the next step this year, and they were very pleased with what he did as a rookie. Now, this is a guy that Kevin Stefanski loved. Stefanski even talked about him a little bit this week, too, and asked about David Bell, just his reliability, uh, the way he handles himself as a a person, all that kind of stuff. So they're still very high on David Bell. David Bell is going to have a role in this offense uh, next year. And then Stefanski, he talked about looking for a backup quarterback this offseason. I don't think um, it'll be Jacoby uh, Brissett. Uh, they didn't have uh, – he didn't think it would be Jacoby either, but just kind of we're, we're talking about another priority this season was – offseason was finding a backup quarterback. And the way that the Browns have done it the last couple of years is they kind of build it with the same guys of – you know, making sure that they're the same type of quarterback as their starter, so they're going to, you know, try and find a guy that's similar to Deshaun Watson and can run the same system for uh, for him. Uh, next up, Baltimore. So obviously, Baltimore was the hot spot this off season uh, and during these press conferences. Uh, GM Eric DeCosta was getting grilled about Lamar Jackson. So did Jim Harbaugh or John Harbaugh. I'm sorry about uh, lamar jackson and da he just talked about hey they've met recently with lamar said it's been going good and he's optimistic about getting a deal um you know there's been conflicting reports on this like da and harbaugh said that everything has gone great they've talked to lamar lamar's in good spirits you know they both really want lamar jackson back as for this team but you know, just the reports that are out there just kind of say otherwise that maybe Lamar's kind of fed up with this stuff. So who knows what the real truth is here? But uh, I think this Baltimore and Lamar Jackson situation is per- is going to dominate a lot of the headlines the next couple months for sure. Uh, DaCosta also talked about they're going to keep taking swings at the wide receiver position, and they understand how important the position is. They know they've been lacking at that position the last couple years, and he said they're going to keep swinging at that position. So expect Baltimore to sign a free agent or two, but I really think in the draft is where they're going to have to try and make their mark. So expect Baltimore to definitely be in the wide receiver discussion for JSN, for Quinton Johnson, for... Jordan Addison, they're going to be in on all of these guys this offseason. Pittsburgh. Now, the new GM, Omar Khan, was the only one who talked. Um, I did not see anything from Mike Tomlin, but GM Omar Khan talked about... um, Kenny Pickett a little bit and said, we have our quarterback, was his exact quote. Um, So he really likes Kenny Pickett. Um, Everything that he saw, he really liked from Pickett this year. And right now, Kenny Pickett is their guy. They're not going to be looking for another quarterback. So that was an interesting one. Uh, But other than that, not too much from the Pittsburgh side. Pittsburgh's always, you know, these guys kind of hold their cards to their you know, hold it close to the vest there. They're not gonna reveal too many uh in in, too much info there. Now on to the Cincinnati Bengals. So GM Duke Tobin. Um they talked about Joe Burrow's contract. He said it will get done um and he's confident in that when it's when the time is right they will get that done. Um, you know, they're they're gonna be all in on Joe Burrow. They're gonna have to. That's their franchise, that's their guy. They know how important he is, how special he is. They talked about that. So they're gonna get Joe Burrow done here eventually. Um, He said he was very pleased with the starting offensive line this year when they were all healthy, um, but they did face some adversity when all those injuries hit there later in the season around the playoff time. Uh, But he said he was very pleased with the way they gelled and their free agents they brought in, especially like the backups um, and then some of the other guys they brought in too. He said they just gelled very well, and he was very pleased with them. Um, called T. Higgins a vital part of the team and hoped that he's a part of their future for a long time. He said he's not in the business of trading T. Higgins at all and told teams to go find their own wide receiver. So I thought that was a little uh, chippiness there from Duke Tobin, but it sounds like you know T. Higgins getting traded in the draft or anything like that is just completely off the table. They're going to roll with T. Higgins this year no matter what. Um, he also talked about Hayden Hurst, and they're gonna try their best to get him back. Really liked what they saw from Hayden Hurst this year. So, um, I you know they've it's been out there today that the Bengals have met with a lot of the tight ends in this draft class so far uh, this week. So they're gonna be in the tight end market, but wouldn't be shocked if they bring back Hayden Hurst plus like a rookie um, that they draft. I wouldn't be shocked at that at all. And Hayden Hurst more than held his own last year, so that's a good fit there. Uh, Coach Zach Taylor, he talked about um, Samaj P. Ryan and how he's a really good fit uh, for the running back room and he's very trusted with the team. Sounds like they want to have him back with Joe Mixon, so I'd expect um, the Bengals to keep Samaj P. Ryan and Joe Mixon. They still have Chris Evans on the roster. They could bring in somebody else. I'm not sure if they will or not, but it sounded like they want to bring Samaj P. Ryan back. All right, now on to the AFC South, and you know if Houston was up first, GM Nick Casario, it was a bunch of just empty talk, kind of just like Patriots type talk. You know that's obviously where Casario came from, where they just talked about the process and all this BS kind of stuff. Um, he didn't really give away too much info there, so Casario really didn't give anything. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's did talk as well. And the one thing that he added was they needed to add two quarterbacks to this team because obviously right now they only have Davis Mills on the roster. So they are going to be adding quarterbacks to this team this offseason, whether it's free agency or the draft. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens there between those guys. But uh, definitely going to be seeing some new quarterbacks there with Houston this offseason. Okay, now on to Jacksonville. Now, both GM uh, Trent Baalke and Doug Peterson, the coach, did talk for Jacksonville. But honestly, I just did not get many notes on anything they said. There just wasn't anything of substance there for me that could I could relate to you guys. But the one thing that has come out that they are expected to franchise tag Evan Ingram. So that will be interesting to see if they can work out a long-term deal with Evan Ingram. Or will he just play on the franchise tag with them? Indianapolis so new coach Shane Steichen um, he talked about whoever the quarterback is they will build the offense around him talked about doing everything to the skill set of the guys that they have and he said his big thing for quarterbacks is accuracy so that is his biggest and most important thing is accuracy so you got to think C.J. Stroud, very accurate quarterback. Bryce Young, very accurate quarterback. Richardson and Levis, not very accurate. So I would say me personally right now, just kind of hearing that little tone, that Shane Steichen is going to be, hey, we got to get Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. That's kind of where I'm at right now with that um, statement. So just kind of a little something to pick up. It'll be interesting to see what happens there, if they go away from that or not. Uh, GM Chris Ballard, Ballard's always a really fun guy to listen to his press conference, he just, he lays it all out there, he's not afraid to say anything basically, so I really like GM Chris Ballard, I I like his style, um, Ballard talked about trading up to number one. He doesn't know if that is the right move. He said they may get a guy at four that they actually really like, and he's not ready to say there's a guy worth moving up for yet. He said the day of the drop back quarterback also um, is is gone. So he was saying you got to be able to move. You got to be able to move in the pocket. You got to be able to scramble and pick up some yards. So maybe. You know, I'm not going to say these four quarterbacks at the top of the draft can't move. All four of them can't, so that's good for them. But he was just kind of talking about how the drop-back the drop back quarterback days are kind of done. But yeah, it was interesting to say, like, he, he was saying, like, there might be a guy there at four that we can just get, you know, and that we really like. So it'll be interesting to see where the Colts go from there, though. Uh, next up is going to be the Tennessee Titans. So with the Titans here, it was just a new GN Rand Carthon. He was the only one that talked this week. I did not see anything from Mike Vrabel at all. Uh, but from Rand, he talked about Ryan Tannehill and how he's worked really hard this offseason. He's seen him in the building. He's working hard. He talked about how Ryan is under contract this year and they're excited to move forward with him. Um, so it sounds like Tannehill being cut is not being considered at all right now and they're going to re- remove uh, forward one more season here with Ryan Tannehill. So, seems like you know, Titans are pretty much. Hey, we're going to stick with Ryan Tannehill. He's our guy. So, Ryan Tannehill, Tennessee Titans quarterback this year. Um, he talked about Traylon Burks a little bit too, and how he's been, how he's been in the building, working hard, wants to build on how his season ended. Um, as long as he does his part, he'll be a long term part of the process going forward there for the Titans. So good to hear that Traylon's there. He's working hard. He's in the building doing all the stuff that he needs to be doing. So good news to hear on Traylon Burks. Okay, now on to the AFC West. So the Las Vegas Raiders were up first for me. Um, Only coach Josh McDaniels talked. Um, He says they're going to evaluate all the quarterbacks, but they won't take a quarterback just to take one if they are not sure on on the Player, uh, They will do their due diligence on any available quarterback, so free agents, trade options in the draft. Um, so that was interesting to hear that, hey, they are looking at every single possibility there for quarterback, which is to be expected. You know, there was all the Tom Brady rumors that could still be Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, Jimmy G hasn't really popped up in any, like, of these open quarterback spots yet, but you'd have to think Jimmy G is going to start somewhere next year. So if the Raiders can't land Aaron Rodgers, obviously they're not bringing back Derek Carr. I think if, you know, Aaron Rodgers does not end up in Vegas, then I think the most likely spot for Jimmy G would be right here with Vegas uh, with his old coach, Josh McDaniels. Uh, McDaniels also talked about how they would love to have Josh Jacobs back. They didn't talk franchise tag or anything like that, but that's still a very good possibility that Jacobs is definitely back with Vegas and they just kind of roll it with him again. Uh, Kansas City, so both Andy Reid and Brett Veach did talk I did not really gain anything from Brett Veach, uh, but the one thing Andy Reid did talk about is Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony will have bigger roles in 2023 so that was a good thing to hear that the two young receivers, Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, both will have bigger roles in 2023 uh, The Chargers now the coach and the GM did not speak this week, but um, the GM, Tom Telesco, was on NFL Network and talked with uh, Peter Schrager, and he did say that Keenan Allen is not going anywhere. So there were a lot of reports, reports that Keenan Allen would not be with back with the team this year. That is just not the case right now. Keenan Allen is fully expected to be back uh, with the Chargers this offseason. Uh, Denver. So Sean Payton did talk. Honestly, there wasn't too much from um, from Sean's Payton on this one. Just kind of the little he got a lot of those BS questions that I talked about at the beginning. So there wasn't really too much there to talk away take away from Sean Payton. Plus, he's still getting to know this roster. He doesn't know all the guys and how they're going to be used and all that kind of stuff yet. So that's not a shock. Uh, Next up was GM George Payton for the Broncos. Um, They did talk about... Javante Williams, this is actually Alex Dunlap again asking about the running backs. Uh, They said they feel Javante will be healthy. They also have Chase Edmonds coming back as well. But he did mention they need to add to that position again. So free agency, the draft, expect Denver to be adding another running back or two, especially with Javante's injury and you just don't know. I would definitely expect Denver to be in the market to add another running back or two this offseason. All right, so now on to the NFCE. So GM Howie Roseman of the Philadelphia Eagles... Um, Alex Dunlap again, he asked about Kenny Gainwell and taking on a lead role if he could handle it. Uh, And Roseman kind of talked about the traits of Gainwell and what he liked about him. Said Gainwell has not hit his ceiling yet, but they talked about how this league is built about uh, multiple running backs. So that's kind of been Philly's M.O. They're going to have multiple running backs. And he said they will add to that position and continue to add to that, that position. So expect the Eagles to sign some more guys at running back. Um, and then he might um, draft somebody as well. So keep that in mind for the Eagles. They're going to be looking at, uh, at running backs there again, this offseason. Uh, Coach Nick Sirianni, he talked as well, uh, talked about how their past game runs through A.J., Devontae, and Dallas Goddard. And he talked about how those other guys just didn't get the opportunities because their roles, that's not their roles that they're asked to play. So like Quez Watkins, Zach Paschal, stuff like that. He said Quez Watkins and just didn't get the opportunities that he did for the prior year just because... Hey, that offense, we want to get A.J. the ball, Devontae the ball, Goddard the ball. It is running through those three guys right now, so that's what they're doing right there. He thinks going forward, it's fairly obvious that um, these are their three key guys, A.J., Devontae, and Goddard. So expect you know, the Eagles passing offense to center around those three guys as it should. Uh, next up was Washington. So Coach Ron Rivera spoke. Um, he said that he really liked what he saw from Sam Howell during the preseason, uh, the practices during the year, and his one start against Dallas. He said that Howell is the quarterback one right now, but that's because he's the only quarterback on the roster. Uh, but he is going to have to compete, and they will be bringing in guys to compete with Sam Howell. So expect Washington to be heavily be in the quarterback market as well they could be an Aaron Rodgers destination Derek Carr could end up there as well so expect Washington to definitely be in that market for a quarterback this offseason uh, GM Martin Mayhew you know he echoed the same stuff about Sam House. he said Sam will have every chance to actually win that job but they are going to bring in competition so same stuff that Ron Rivera echoed. Uh, the other one that he mentioned was that somebody asked him about the tight ends and their tight end core, um, and he talked a little bit about everybody. He talked about John Bates, Cole Turner. You know, they didn't really get to see too much of Cole Turner, uh, but he had really good praise for Armani Rogers um, and showed he showed some really intriguing flashes. Was his quote? Uh, so Armani Rogers, that's a guy that you know Scotts talked about. I've talked about a little bit. I've stashed him on the end of my bench in my tight end premium leagues or start two tight end leagues. So Armani Rogers, that's a guy that you can keep an eye on. He's a former quarterback, turned tight end, really good athlete. So that's a guy I definitely want to roster and just see what happens. Uh, Dallas, so only Mike McCarthy talked. I honestly didn't gain too much from Mike McCarthy, and he talked uh, from his uh, press conference, but he said someone asked him about the differences between him and Kellen Moore, and his quote was, I just want to run the damn ball, man. So which is kind of what we expected. They brought in Brian Schottenheimer to be the OC. Mike McCarthy's going to call plays and all that. They want to run the ball. So expect Dallas to dial back the pass, and they're going to start running the ball more with their big offensive line. And they're going to feed Zeke 20 times a game, and whatever other running back they bring in, whether they franchise Tony Pollard, they draft B. John Robinson, whatever they're going to do here, um, expect Dallas to be definitely more balanced this year and run the ball a lot more. Uh, On to the New York Giants. So GM Joe Schoen, um, he cont- they're continuing to have talks with both Daniel Jones and Barkley's reps. Um, he wants both of them back for sure. He doesn't want to use the tag. He wants to try and get both of these guys done before that point. Uh, but they said they will use the tag if need be, basically, in, in so many words. Um him and Daniel Jones, you know, it sounded like they are far apart. And I just read a report here before I started that they're getting some traction here and some talk. So that's good news for Daniel Jones and Barkley. Uh, but I think for me, they're, they're trying to get Daniel Jones done so they can... Probably franchise tag Barkley is what I'm thinking it's going to boil down to. Uh, but I think if worse comes to worst, they're going to have to franchise tag Daniel Jones and, and let Barkley test the free free market is kind of what I think that's going to happen there. Um, he also talked very highly of Isaiah Hodgins. Uh, Ray's been on Isaiah Hodgins for, for a couple weeks or a couple months, actually, since he started. Hodgins is a very good player at Oregon State. He just had trouble staying healthy his first couple years in the league, finally got into a situation where he was called upon and, and did very well. So sounds like Isaiah Hodgins will at least be a, a part of the offense. I'm not saying he's the number one or anything like that, but he'll at least be a part of the offense. Now on to the Detroit Lions. So Brad Holmes was uh, talking for their, their GM, uh, said there's mutual interest in bringing back Jamal Williams. Um, so that's very good news to hear. Jamal Williams is just a really good fit there. He's a great locker room guy. They absolutely love him there. So I would pretty much expect Jamal Williams to be back there unless he gets like some massive deal from somebody else. Um, he's also expecting very big things from Jamison Williams this year. Said Jamison, you know, he's got the talent to be one of the best wide receivers in this league, and he's working hard right now. You know, just the injury and all that just didn't work out for him this past season. So Jamison Williams still has a big major upside with them, and they're super excited about him. Uh, he also loves Jared Goff, says he's their guy. They know that they need to um, add to the room, though, behind uh, Jared Goff. So they're going to be adding a quarterback or two behind him, especially a, a really good backup. They still could draft one really high. That They did talk about that as a possibility. We'll see how it goes. Um, they also like their good young core of tight ends that they have. They talked about... Uh, James Mitchell, they talked a little bit about Brock Wright as well. So they like their young core tight ends, and they think they have both. All of them have a lot of upside, but you know, this is a big tight end draft, so I wouldn't be shocked if they do add to that position. But it sounds like they were pretty impressed with what they have right now. Uh, Dan Campbell did talk. He said he wants to start from scratch with DeAndre Swift, um, find a way to keep him healthy and get him more on the field this year, kind of that's how I took it from it. I've seen some different reports that took that wording a different way. But I think they just want to kind of hit the reset button there on DeAndre Swift and kind of get him into a rhythm to keep him healthy. And I think he's still never going to be some 20-touch-per-game guy. He's probably going to be more in the 10-13 to range is probably what DeAndre Swift's touches are going to be from here on out, to be honest. Now on to Green Bay. Uh, Brian Gutenkins, the Green Bay GM, um, they said he has not talked to Aaron Rodgers yet. Um, after Aaron Rodgers come out of, came out of his darkness retreat or whatever they're calling it, um, says he would love to have an answer from Aaron before free agency starts. So within the next week or two here, he would love to hear from A-Rod and what his decision is going to be so they can move on. Um, talked about Jordan Love. So he said Jordan Love has done everything asked of him. His next step is just to play, which makes sense. Obviously, it's gonna he needs to play, see if he can develop even more. So definitely good news to hear on Jordan Love from that. They also talked about how tight end, um, having some open spots this year at the tight end room. Uh, and that guys need to fill those spots or they have to find players, which leads me to believe that they're going to be looking at the tight end spot in the draft regardless. So obviously we've talked about a very deep tight end class this year. They're going to be looking at tight end. Wouldn't shock me if Green Bay used their 15th pick on one of these stud tight ends too. I think that's a very possible. They could be the first team to jump on a tight end. So we'll see how that one goes as well. Minnesota, only Kevin O'Connell talked, and honestly, there was just nothing of use there, so I don't really have anything there from Minnesota. Then Chicago. So Matt Eberflus was the only one who talked to the media. Uh, They talked about Khalil Herbert, and he said that he's an exciting player to watch, um, said he needs to work on his receiving game a little bit. So I think that's kind of like asking him, hey, is Khalil Herbert going to be the starter? It sounds like excuse me, he's going to be on a committee. I think that's probably what the best-case scenario is for Khalil Herbert, just being in a committee. I think he's a very talented back, a guy that I really do like, but I think he's going to have to settle there for a little bit of a committee uh, back, and they're going to have to bring in another guy or two. Um, said what Justin feels that he needs to be able to take what the defense gives him on first and second down. So he said kind of that Justin maybe was running the ball too much on early downs and he's just not taking the free easy stuff. He said that Justin Fields needs to learn how to, to do that a little bit better. Take what the defense gives him, get that third and manageable to become a better quarterback, especially throwing the ball. So was uh, one of the things that he pointed out there about Justin Fields On to Carolina. So Frank Reich, the new head coach there for the Carolina Panthers. uh, They said they've talked with Derek Carr. They're looking at all options for quarterback, and they have a uh, had a good meeting with Derek Carr already this week. So they've met with Carr, looking at his option, all the options for quarterback. So obviously free agency, draft, same thing. They're going to be looking at all the, um, the quarterbacks this offseason. Now, next up um, with Carolina here from Frank Reich, um, he said that the quarterback draft class looks very good. Um, he's met with most of them all on, uh, I think it was Tuesday that they all met, uh, but he said they've met with most of them already. So they're obviously all in on trying to find the quarterback here. Um, he talked very highly of Bryce Young. So that was very good news as well. Um, I don't want to say he was his favorite quarterback or said anything like that, which he did not. Uh, But he just talked very highly of him in his game and and playing in the SEC and playing in big games and all that. So maybe that's the eye of his... uh you know, of his Apple or whatever the phrase is that he's interested in Bryce Young. Uh, and they also talked about um, Matt Corral and how he could miss the start of OTA. So not great news there for Matt Corral with a whole new regime. We'll see what they do with Matt Corral, but don't expect Matt Corral to be the starter for this team uh, right away. Then uh, GM Scott Fitterer, um, he talked about Derek Carr as well. He said they enjoyed talking with him um, and said that they are going to exhaust every avenue for the quarterback, um, whether it's draft, a free agent, um, trade spot, whatever. They are going to look at every single possible scenario for the Carolina Panthers to get a franchise quarterback. So expect Carolina to be heavily in on the quarterback deals. Um, next up is going to be um, with Carolina here and Fitterer. They talked about Deontay Foreman, uh, said he was one of their priority guys and told him that, um, and this is the off season and want him back on the right deal. So Deontay Foreman and Carolina, De- Carolina definitely wants him back. They thought he had a great end of the season, so expect Foreman to be a guy that maybe they bring back uh, this off season. Um, also, he was mentioned uh, Terrace Marshall and said um, he's excited about him. He's excited that he gets to work with new wide receiver coach Sean Jefferson, which is uh, Van Jefferson's dad. Um, but they talked about needing another wide receiver or two through free agency or the draft as well. Um, so a look at Carolina to be adding wide receivers as well as a quarterback this offseason. Uh, Tampa Bay. So, GM Jason Light, Um, he had some really interesting stuff to say, actually. They talked about um, Kyle Trask. He said that he's very excited about Kyle Trask being their starter right now. Obviously, uh, Kyle Trask is the only quarterback under contract right now for uh, Tampa Bay. He says going into the offseason right now, he is the starter. Said they did not select him in the second round to be a third stringer. Uh, They're going to give him a shot. He's the only quarterback on the roster, like I mentioned, but they will bring people in, obviously. Um, They still believe in Keyshawn Vaughn as well. He just hasn't had a fair shot to show what he can do yet. Um, Obviously, the news has come out that Leonard Fournette is going to be released, and they also did cut Cameron Brate, so wheels up there for Cade Otten. Um, but, yeah, some interesting stuff there from uh, Jason Like that I mentioned it. If you did not uh, check out the newsletter this week, make sure you guys go check that out. I wrote up Kyle Trask as one of my quarterbacks that I want to go buy some shares of, especially in Superflex leagues. If I can get Kyle Trask for a third-rounder, which I would go ahead and offer, I'll send any third-round pick for, for Kyle Trask um, in Superflex and just kind of see what happens. Now, I don't want to do this in every single league. But if I can do it in a couple leagues where I'm a little weak at quarterback, that's the kind of shot that I'll just take and and see what happens. The guy's going to be throwing to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Rashad White and Cade Otten. So he's got some weapons in front of him. He's got a very good offensive line in front of him, too. Like I'm not expecting Kyle Trask to come in and win the MVP or anything like that. But hey, you know if I can get him for a third round pick and he's a useful super flex starter for me uh, a few weeks a year, what more could you ask for? So if you can go out and get some f- cheap Kyle Trask, I would go ahead and do it. Uh, Todd Bowles did talk, and he talked about Kate Otten, said he was excited to see his progress and more, uh, called him a good, smart football player. So that was one of the things I did take away, that he did give some praise there to Kate Otten, but not too much else from uh Coach Todd Bowles there, Atlanta. So the only guy who talked for Atlanta was uh, GM Terry Fontenot. Fontenot was another good uh, listen. I you know I'd, I'd recommend going to list, uh, listen to uh, his press conference if you do go back and listen to these. Uh, but he talked about the release of Marcus Mariota uh, a little bit, and he said that they will be adding to the quarterback position, no doubt. Said Desmond Ritter did some good things and will improve, but they will add to the position. So Atlanta, add them to the list of teams that are going to be looking at quarterbacks in the free agent market, the trade market, and in the draft this year. Uh, when asked about Tyler Algier, he said he did very well for them, but he said you can't have one guy carry the load. So they have they have multiple guys that they are going to need, and they will add to that position as well. Here's the theme. It keeps going. You know, teams talking about running backs saying we need to add guys here. We need to add guys, add guys, add guys. Yes, it keeps going on and on and on here. Uh, New Orleans no one spoke so I don't have any New Orleans news uh, next up was San Francisco so GM John Lynch uh, talked uh, this week uh, Kyle Shanahan did not talk uh, but John did said he does believe that Jimmy G and San Fran has ran its course gave him a lot of praise but it's most likely over there for Jimmy G and the 49ers uh, he said he did not give much thought to Tom Brady he did text him and congratulate him as a on his retirement um, and all that, but he just didn't think about, you know, hey, Tom, you want to come be our quarterback here in San Fran? Nothing like that. Um, He said Trey Lance has looked great in his recovery and doing a nice job and said recently did start throwing the football. So that's good news to hear on Trey Lance. Um, Hopefully Trey Lance can get into some OTAs and – get in there for when they have their organized activities and uh, training camp this off season. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, He said they believe in Trey said he's just got to play right now. That's his only thing said Trey helped uh, Brock Purdy out quite a bit during the year. So like when Brock Purdy would come off the field, he would go kind of, you know, before he'd go to Kyle or anything, he'd go to Trey and him and Trey would talk it out. Um, So Trey was a very good teammate for Brock Purdy. Um, you know, those last few games this year and and really helped out Brock Purdy. Uh, the L.A. Rams, also another team no one spoke, their GM or their coach. Uh, Seattle, so Pete Carroll, he talked a little bit. Um, I only saw just a one highlight. I couldn't see the full video for some reason. Um, but he talked very highly of Geno Smith and, and wants Geno to be back on the team. Uh, GM John Schneider that was another guy who did talk a lot that I did watch um, said they've had very positive talks with Geno they want to have Geno back you know pretty much same sentiment that Pete Carroll said um, said they have went out and looked at all of the quarterbacks this year um said they always look at the quarterback position just like the Green Bay quarterback tree always did. So what that means is, you know, Green Bay, Ron Wolf and Ted Thompson, those guys were selecting like a quarterback every single year to develop and see what they had. And then they'd have like if they hit on somebody like you know, if you know the quarterback tree in Green Bay, like it was Kurt Warner, it was Doug Peterson, it was Ty Detmer it was, and these are all behind Brett Favre, obviously, um, Mark Brunel, a couple other guys that I'm, I'm forgetting off the top of my head, but they always brought in quarterbacks and always developed them. And that's kind of what they talked about here with, um, with Geno. They're going to obviously bring in another guy or two behind Geno, uh, to see what they can do at, at quarterback. They did talk about Drew Locke. Drew Locke is a free agent. They're, Mutual interest there and bringing Drew Locke back, but obviously not a guarantee. Um, Alex Dunlap from Roster Watch again. He asked about Ken Walker carrying the load, and John Schneider said he doesn't believe that you can do that as much anymore in the game, and it's a hard position to play. Um, So they will have another guy or two to help out Walker. So that could be another team. Hey, they might bring in a running back in the draft or free agency um, to help Ken Walker, you know, really thrive right there in seattle and then the last team here was arizona so gm monty osinfort obviously the new gm they talked to him quite a bit he kind of just gave some vague answers so i just have a few things but um, he said kyler has been doing very great in his rehab so far so that's good to hear and he said they will add at competition at every position and even quarterback so Another shout-out to the newsletter here. I did talk about it um, with their new offensive coordinator, Drew Petzak. Um, He was from the Cleveland Browns this year. He was their quarterback coach, and obviously Jacoby Brissett's a free agent. That would be a guy who would fit in perfectly here. With Arizona, while Kyler rehabs and Jacoby can go out and start the first eight games, or how many ever games Kyler is going to miss, um, they could start Jacoby Brissett and feel confident. Hey, we we still have a guy who could maybe get us to five hundred and the get us to four and four in those in those eight games that Kyler misses. Um, I would say that's probably a very very good spot for Jacoby Brissett to end up um, and back up Kyler Murray for this year. So kind of look out for that. I think that's maybe one that should happen, and I think will happen, to be honest. And then lastly, Coach John Gannon, the new coach, they said they will not rush Kyler back, um, but they will have a plan in place. Kyler is not ready. So Obviously, Jacoby Brissett. Anybody else that they could possibly bring in as well? Those are just a few guys that they could bring in. So expect Arizona to be looking at um in the quarterback market again this offseason, whether it's in the draft or free agency. They're going to be signing somebody. So, but that's it for um for that this week, guys. I. Enjoy watching these kinds of videos. You really do gain a lot of good info from these things. And you can kind of put pieces together as well and kind of put one and one together and say, hey, this is this team's looking at this or this team's looking at that. Um, It's really fascinating. So obviously we got the uh, this is Friday afternoon that I'm recording this. We have the combine this weekend. So I'm sure me and Scott will talk about the combine here next week on the show. We'll see what these guys are doing. I think one thing I want to do that I have mentioned, maybe we will do it next week, is the uh, tight end RAS scores. So we should have all those RAS scores next week ready to go. Um, that's one of Scott's favorite things and I I'd like to look at it too. So maybe that's one of the things that will, our, our main topic will be next week is the RAS scores and kind of all the fallout from the combine. So, you know, there's a lot of redraft, um, going on starting right now, redraft, best ball, stuff like that. Dynasty startups are happening. I know myself and Scott and Ray, we have, uh, I don't know, we have like three or four USFFL leagues starting up here, and we're currently in one. we got two more, I know, coming down uh, really soon here. We're starting a pipeline league. We didn't uh, get to talk about the pipeline stuff, but it's a really fascinating uh League that myself, Scott, and Ray came up with some rules on and we're hoping really could take flight here. Um, It's really hard to explain. It's going to be hard for us to even explain it on here, but we wrote up a, a... a sheet and all that. So yeah, I'm really excited for this pipeline league and, and getting that going. Uh, a few of you guys have reached out to myself or Scott about getting in some more USFFL leagues. We will be doing that. It might not be till after free agency or b- right before the draft. Um, anything like that. It might, it might take a, a little bit here. So just be patient with you guys, with us guys. You know, we're not uh, ignoring you or not getting you in a league with us or anything like that. It's just um, we're not going to be, you know, just rolling these out every single day or anything like that right now. Um, But, yeah, it's it's really exciting. Um, If you guys are still interested in joining any of these types of leagues, make sure you guys message myself, message Scott on Twitter, message um, the show account on Twitter as well. We'll go ahead. We'll get you on our list that we have currently going, and we'll get you in a league with us and one of these USFFL leagues. So it's really, really good stuff. Um, but with that, I'm going to sign off of here. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this solo episode by myself this week. Um, like I said, I, I love going through these interviews and, and picking up some a little bit of tid, tidbits and stuff. So hopefully this helped you guys, gave you guys some, some things to think about, some things to listen about. Uh, think about what the with what these running back positions. Like, don't be shocked when you know you think Jonathan Taylor's there and they get another running back there. It's gonna happen to your favorite running back. They're gonna end up getting a guy in free agency or the drafts. It, it's just bound to happen now. So make sure you guys, um, yeah, just hit us up if you got any questions. You want to get in the USFL and anything like that. Make sure you guys also check out the newsletter. It is all gas. Uh, or, I'm sorry, beehive.com slash allgas um, slash subscribe. I, th- I think I just messed that up, but uh, it'll be on my Twitter as well uh, for the newsletter. Obviously, you're going to check out Ike and Gene. You're going to check out Mike and Adam on the 4D Chess. You know, Scott's Destination Dynasty on Mondays has been going really good. I think they're going to be doing the... Uh, Adam, Mike, and Scott are going to be doing a best ball startup strategy and just best ball talk in general. Uh, they're going to be doing that kind of episodes here soon. So make sure you guys stick around for that as well. We also have the the wake-up show on Mondays and Wednesdays right now with Ray and Jay Rich. Always a good time there. There's big, big, big things coming from DD here within the next Hopefully month or so. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. We're going to have some big news to drop at some point here. Uh, really excited about it with you guys. I think you're all going to love it. I think you're all going to enjoy it a lot. So hopefully you guys stick around. Hopefully you guys enjoyed America's Game this week. Um, like I said, um, at Eric Vanek NFL on Twitter, and you can follow the show at America's Game Pod as well. Make sure you guys give that as a follow. Make sure you give Scott a follow at Charles Chill FFB. Scott's always posting good stuff on there as well on Twitter, so he's a really really good follow. So make sure you guys uh, check that out. The Patreons, All Gas, our Patreon slash All Gas, that is uh, Destination Devi's Patreon and. Uh, Scott's Patreon is Patreon slash uh, Dynasty and Chill. He's got a really good community um, with the Dynasty and Chill guys, the, the Chillbillies. Shout out to those guys that I know that listen. Uh, appreciate you guys listen listening to us. But there's always lots of great chatter in there. Destination Devi, uh, Discord, always really good chatter in there, especially the Heisman tier. If you're looking to get into... The Heisman tier, now is the time. This is when, I mean, there's literally, if you look in the the voice chat every single day, there's 15 to 20 of us just sitting in there uh, during the workday, um, chopping it up, uh, talking strategy, talking best ball drafts, talking redrafts, talking whatever you want to talk about. Um, everybody's in there to talk. Everybody's helpful it's really, really good community, really good info and talking. Uh, Ray talk, jokes about it all the time that he should just hit record on some of these conversations we have and just post them out there for you guys to listen to because they're just um, some really fascinating stuff that we all go through every single week um, in that voice chat. So if you're looking to, to join that, Honestly, it's one of the best communities out there. Go ahead, sign up, come join us over at Destination Debbie. So until next week for episode 35, hopefully Scott's holdout is done by then. (laughs) But yeah, until next week, guys, we will see you. Have a good one.